Hey, what's up, my good people? It's your boy Antoine Smith Smith, Smith Sports Machine, the podcast. Yeah, I've been away for a couple of weeks, but I'm back. And y'all know I like to get y'all the hottest topic out there. On this podcast, I'm going to talk about some NBA, some NFL, and a little bit of college basketball. But y'all know how I like taking around the world of sports. And while y'all at it, if y'all listen, go ahead and pull out that pencil and paper. And check out me on these sites. On Twitter at FatboySlim underscore 21. That's F-A-T-B-O-I-S-L-I-M underscore 21. I'll eventually give y'all the reason behind that name, but trust me, it's a very logical reason. Catch me on Instagram at Antoine A N the number two W O N. Uh, you can catch me on my new YouTube channel, Smitty Sports Machine. And y'all check out those videos, man. I got some great debate topics on there, and I've been getting some good comments. So go ahead and add to that by going to YouTube.com, Smitty Sports Machine. Trust me, y'all don't want to miss it. I also write blog or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's Smitty Sports Machine also, and that's on WordPress.com, Smitty Sports Machine. I have great topics on there also. You know, I like to write, and I just, you know, I'm just all around. I'm just an all-around guy. It's just a simple way to put it. <laughs> I does it all. But when we come back from this quick break, I'm going to dive into some NBA action. LeBron got something to get off his chest. And hey, it's nobody's fault but his. Trust me, you don't want to miss this. I'll be right back. This is former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, big game James Canada. And when I need to get my sports fix, I tune into Smitty Sports Machine. get right into this NBA action like I said LeBron said the Lakers need a sense of urgency in parentheses I put he says I'm not accustomed to losing of course you're not <laughs> you're supposed to be the best player in on the planet of course you're not accustomed to losing let me give y'all my thoughts on this in a quick in a second let me finish these couple of headlines that I have Phoenix Suns losing streak reaches a franchise high 17 games. I mean, I don't know how far tanking can go, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> this is probably a super reach when it comes to tanking. I mean, you have three young superstars, you know, in Aiden, uh, Devin Booker, and, uh, oh man, I forgot his name just that quick. But y'all get what I'm saying. You have a nice building block. Why not put nice pieces around those young players, some veterans who, you know, know how to get the job done, and stop taking to build a team? It might have worked in Philly, but it's not going to work everywhere. Trust me on that. When Devin Booker time, come, time comes to sign a deal, he may be out. Because of the simple fact that, I mean, y'all let this get too far. 
who in their right mind likes losing? I'm just saying. Let's be real about it. NBA proposed to lower the draft age to 18. I feel like they never should have changed it in the first place. Uh, I was fine with, you know, 18, 19 year olds coming out of high school to play uh, pro basketball. I mean, you never know a kid's situation. They may, may be the family's only means of income. And, you know, that one and done rule, I never agreed with it. And it hasn't done nothing but hurt college basketball. Uh, like back in the day, remember 91-92 Duke, uh, when players stayed there, mostly stayed their whole four years and, you know, defended their title. But now it's one and done. If you win a title, uh, it's less likely that the next year you will be able to repeat because the superstars will be on another team. So it's just something that I never agreed to, agree with, I'm sorry, that uh, they changed it to, you know, two years or two years of college or must be three years out of high school. I just never agreed with that. And, you know, hopefully this gets, you know, the young players and the excitement back into the NBA. Uh, Zion Wilson, uh, he, uh, if y'all been living under a rock, um, he hurt his knee against North Carolina. Uh, shoe gave out on him, middle of the court, kind of embarrassing. But I want to know how much does it hurt his draft stock? And, you know, you have to wonder about this. Uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, I, you know, did, gave my thoughts on this on why he shouldn't play anymore this season. But you got to think about his draft stock. Uh, his draft stock, you know, right now, he's a projected number one overall pick. Uh, he can easily go one two, through three. Uh, I don't think he falls past three unless something dramatic happens. So I'm thinking that he hasn't hurt his draft stock as of yet, but we don't know the extent of his injury. If I'm Zion Williamson, I go to another doctor, you know, to get a second opinion to a professional and not a school doctor. I know those doctors get paid a lot of money and they know what they're talking about. But I would go to a professional like Dr. James Andrews. Uh, I'm pretty sure, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it, I'm pretty sure he's taking money from somewhere and can make a trip down south uh, to talk to Dr. Uh, Andrews. So let's keep it real. We're talking about this kid's future. Uh, get a second opinion on your knee. Uh, let, you know, let the team know where you're at, you know, mentally and physically uh, as the season goes on because the tournament is almost here. And to be honest, without Zion Williamson, I don't think they, I don't think they win the title. I'm just keep it real. There's a lot of good teams out there, Michigan State, Michigan, uh, even though Villanova struggled this year, they're still a team to beat. Kentucky has found their, you know, their stride. Now they're twenty-one and four. So yeah, it's going to be a tough field. And if Zion Williamson doesn't come back, it's going to be tough for Duke. I'm just saying. I'm gonna give y'all my top twenty-five a little bit later. <clears throat> but those are my NBA topics. And as I said, I'm gonna comment right quick. On LeBron James and the LA Lakers situation. Uh, LeBron says the Lakers need a sense of urgency. 
And I agree with him to a certain extent. But he has to understand. That team is makeshift. They were thrown together, you know, in one offseason. Assuming the players that were there last year. But they are also still young. And by them being young, they're not accustomed to winning. That is the attitude that LeBron was supposed to bring to them. But when they're not trying to gel together, it's going to be tough to win games. And they're getting closer and closer to not making the playoffs. Uh, it's only They only have a little bit over 20 games left. And I think they're, I want to say, five games out of the eighth spot. So if they don't catch the eighth spot, this will be LeBron's first time missing the playoffs in a decade. And that's a long time. To, for somebody that's reached the finals, the NBA finals, the last eight seasons. So, LeBron, you have to set a better example than, you know, blaming them and saying that you're not accustomed to losing. They're a young team. They've never made the playoffs. Uh, I just think, you know, too, he was banking on, you know, Anthony Davis signing or being traded to L.A. to get him some relief. But now that he sees the help's not coming, now he's going to complain about it. But, I mean, the team, young, you got to deal with it. I mean, it's life. If you don't bring that sense of urgency to that team, it's not going to happen, my brother. It's not going to happen. But those are my NBA topics. When I come back, I'm going to dive into a little bit of NFL. Stay tuned. Alright my good people I'm back I'm back I'm back Let's jump off into this NFL action Y'all know I'm an NFL guy But Y'all know the storyline Being the last week The biggest headline out there uh, Other than R. Kelly uh, They're you know Trust me Bigger fish to fry than him but uh, three NFL teams have inquired about Antonio Brown. I'm still trying to figure out what three of those teams, what three teams, you know, are looking at him because I'm pretty intrigued about it. Uh, actually, I put together a little, a little write-up on who I think, you know, would be the best fit. Y'all go to my blog and check that out on Smith's Sports Machine. I, I actually wrote two. One about him and 10 players that I think will change uniforms come the new league year. And trust me, it's something you're going to want to see. Because I think I hit a nail on the head with a couple of those. Because a lot of people told me (laughs) they're not going to trade Antonio Brown too much money on the table. But as you know, he met with Steelers owners, Steelers front office people. uh, And both agreed it was time for a change. Who's going to take that 20, $22 million salary off their hands? Uh, that's going to be a sight to see. Because uh, only three teams right now on top of my head that come to mind. But like I said, y'all go to my blog and check that out. I think y'all see where I'm coming from. Uh, Chicago Bears cut kicker Cody Parkey. Uh, who didn't see that coming? They saved $4 million on cap space. Uh, he missed that key kick in the... Wild card round against the Philadelphia Eagles. So we all seen this coming. 
Uh, I guess they were just waiting, you know, right before he made his roster bonus. So, shout out to them. Now, the story everybody's been talking about. Robert Kraft charged with soliciting sex in a South Florida parlor. I also did a YouTube video on this, but this is my podcast, so I got to speak on it. Robert Kraft, let's put it like this. Robert Kraft is a man. Point blank, period. He's almost 80 years old. Uh, He lost his wife. He's had an on-again, off-again relationship with a young lady who's about my age. Um, But a lot of people don't know that same young lady went out and got pregnant by another guy, you know. So now that on-again, off-again relationship is just a booty call, so just call it what it is. But when you face charges like this, and he's going to be, you know, He's going to be given arrest warrants very soon, and he will probably be charged. Uh, it's a misdemeanor, so he might not get a big, you know, a big slap on the wrist from you know local authorities. But I can't wait to see how the NFL handles this. Uh, yes, they have you know issues with social injustice, uh, steroid abuse. Uh, substance abuse but now let's see how one of their very own uh, the owner how he's you know how he's <laughs> I just want I just can't wait to see how he's gonna you know be punished because in my estimation I think he should be punished like a player and if he's not punished like like a player, I feel like, you know, it's just, you know, not even a point saying nothing about it because he's held to a higher standard. If you think about it, he's worth six and a half billion dollars and you're in the local strip mall in South Florida. How does that look? If that was a player making, let's just say 750000 they would be shamed, you know, all over the news, but you have a six billion dollar owner doing this. It's no excuse, and I'll say it because it's my show. If you have six point six million dollars, let's be honest, you can order ass like Papa John's pizza. Let's just be honest. I mean, and no one would know about it. So, how would you get this careless to go to a strip mall? and go to a parlor where you know they're soliciting sex and they have you on tape doing it twice. So, anything less than a million dollar fine and losing draft picks and and I'm sure they'll figure out something else. But anything less than that, you know, is a waste of time and it's not fair because you have players like Colin Kaepernick who don't have a job right now. Said he would love to play, still don't want to pick him up. Look how long it took Eric Reed to get a job. Carolina Panthers finally stepped up after they got new ownership. So think about things like that. That uh, And let's go back a little bit further. Let's go back to the dog fight. Look how long the NFL took to reinstate Michael Vick. And they hesitated to do it. So think about that, you know, before, you know, 
jump to conclusions talking about, oh, it's a man. But, you know, I understand he's a man. I understand he's also 80 years old. But he went about the wrong way of doing what he was doing. Think about this. In Las Vegas, prostitution is legal. Why not fly to Vegas if you want to do something like that? Come on, man. Common sense. Common sense. I'm just saying. Now, this should be a wake-up call for the NFL. It has to be. It has to be. And if it's not a wake-up call for the NFL, I don't know what will be. I mean, it's just complete embarrassment. My personal opinion. But, that's my quick rant on the NFL topics. When I come back, I'll give you my college basketball top 25 and talk a little bit about Jim Behind and his little mishaps. Y'all stay tuned. I'll be right back. What's going on? It's your man, Raphael Haynes, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy. Did you miss me? It's a must that you keep it locked here on the Sports Machine Podcast. My man, Smitty Smitty. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? We back, we back. And I just want to speak on this Jim Beheim situation right quick before I give you the top 25. I'm sorry, my top 10. Uh, if y'all don't know, uh, Jim Beheim uh, was involved in a fatal car accident on the way from a game last Wednesday night. Uh, struck and killed a pedestrian. And, you know, there were a lot of mixed emotions about it. He wasn't charged. Uh, but, you know family lost the family of the guy he hit lost a a family member and it was very devastating Um, but the family of uh, Jorge Jimenez uh, was devastated about you know the uh, events that took place that night Uh, Jim Beheim took to the mic and said um First and foremost, to the Jimenez family, I want you to know how truly devastated I am for my involvement in the loss of their loved one, Jorge Jimenez. The grief and the pain his family is feeling at at this time, simply put unimaginably, Julie, my family, and I are heartbroken. Love this community and the sea of my fellow community members rally around the Jimenez family is a reminder of how special Central New York is. Now, what he's referring to is the game uh, last week against Duke where uh, 35,000, a record crowd, th- over 35,000 showed up to the Carrier Dome to uh, show him support. And, you know, it's, you know, support that I think he needs. Uh, he said, you know, he has to live with him the rest of his life. And he's telling the truth. Uh, no matter, you know, what consequences come about or if any. Uh, like I said, he wasn't charged. But mentally, this can take a toll on anybody. Uh, you know, you see, I mean, invo- you are involved in an accident. Uh, you hit a person, they get killed, they die right in front of your eyes. 
that probably has to be one of the most devastating things to see. Um, to in my personal opinion, I think uh, this will probably be his last season. Uh, he has been at Syracuse half his uh, adult life. So if that isn't enough, you know, punishment in itself, you know, I don't know what it is. Uh, like I said, I'm going to pray for the Jimenez family, and I'll pray for Jim Beheim. I mean, no one's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. And this is a major mistake. You know, that probably could have been, been prevented, but I'm not going to hold it against him. You know, because, uh, like I said, everybody makes mistakes. But, again, my prayers go out to the Jimenez family and Jim Beheim, you know, during this difficult time. Now, my top 25. Uh, number one is Duke. Two, Gonzaga. Three, Virginia. Four, Kentucky. Who's rolling along, who got back on track and hit their stride. I think there will be trouble in the tournament. Five is Tennessee. Six is Nevada. Seven, Michigan. Eight, Houston. 9 is North Carolina, 10 is Marquette, 3 notable teams that are outside the top 10, Michigan State at 11 who's starting to pick it up with Tom Izzo, Kansas at, Kansas at number 12, and Louisville at number 22. That's the top 10, and those are my 3 teams on the outside that are, you know, probably going to be a problem in the tournament. But, um, yeah, college basketball is about to pick up with March Madness. I can't wait to see who the top the top seeds are in the tournament. Uh, my pick, my four would be probably Duke, uh, Virginia, Tennessee, and I'll go, I'll go, I'll take my North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, I think they put up, you know, an impressive season to get a number one seed. And uh, one team that I never trust because somehow, some way, every year in the tournament, they fall flat, and that's Gonzaga. They're number two right now, and they're playing very well. But somehow, when they get in the tournament, they fall flat. Uh, Michigan, who won a national title, uh, I think uh, they have what it takes. But... I think they're too often known on offense, you know, to make a strong run to the Final Four. I think they make the Elite 16. I'm sorry, the Sweet 16 or the Elite 8. But that's about far as they're going to get. Tom Izzo uh, with Michigan State is hit or miss. Uh, either they play well, make it to the Elite 8 Final Four, or they flop down and lose second round. I mean, it's do or die with Michigan State. Bill Self in Kansas. <clears throat> yeah, his experience, you know, coaching in the tournament may come into play. But um, six losses this year, that's not, you know, normal for Kansas. So I think uh, they still have a little bit of rebuilding to do, you know, before they can make a strong push, you know, in the tournament. But those are my quick thoughts. And... I will be right back with my closing statements. You tuned in to the Sports Machine with your boy Smitty Smith.
What's going on, everybody? It's Mike Patton, a.k.a. The General, SportsAwakening.com, and you're tuned in to Smitty Sports Machine and my boy, Antoine Smitty Smith. What's up, my good people? What's up? What's up? What's up? We come to the end of this one. Yeah, we come to the end. This is part that I hate the most, but trust me, it's going to be another show very soon. I'm going to try to start putting them out a little bit more frequently. You know, I'm always tied up between this, my blog, and my YouTube channel. So I had to make room for, you know, to shuffle it around, do a little stuff every now and then. But trust me, I'm going to pick it up just a little bit and try to give y'all two episodes a week. <clears throat> but like I always do, like I said earlier in my podcast, please go check me out on uh, Twitter at FatboySlam underscore 21, F-A-T-B-O-I-S-L-I-M underscore 21. On Twitter, you will find my podcast, my blog, and my YouTube videos all in one. So, I'm very active on Twitter, so please, please, go check out my Twitter page. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram, at Antoine, A-N, the number 2-W-O-N. Yeah, it's pretty unique, I know it. You can also catch me, um, like I said, on my YouTube channel. Uh, I got quite a few videos up now. So, uh, if y'all would go ahead and subscribe, press the notification. So every time I put out a video, y'all will be able to see it before everybody else. I would greatly appreciate that also. My blog, as I said, is on wordpress.com. Smitty Sports Machine. I have some great titles, you know, that I share my opinion on. And I got some grief over some of them, but hey, it's sports. That's why we debate. But like I said, that's my show, my good people. Like I always say, catch y'all on the flip side. Peace.